Welcome back to Mishnah Yomi. Today we're finishing the ninth paragraph with two rather long Mishnahs, Mishnah Ches and Mishnah Tes. And we're going to go through what we just started yesterday in Mishnah Zion, and that is really go through what are these five cases where a woman must swear in order to collect the Ksuba. If it goes to Ksuba case, what does it mean she reduces her value of the Ksuba? Let's say the Ksuba is a thousand Zos. Excuse me. And when she comes to collect from her husband, he says, look, I already paid you the Ksuba in its entirety. There was less about the Elmana. She says, no, I only received a hundred zuz. She has to take an oath um, and if she wants to get paid because maybe, you know, she wasn't so careful about how much she was paid. And because you can always, you can have exaggerations. There's a lot of different reasons why we say you have to, you have to swear. What's the case of Eidachon? Eidachon, 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 Eidachon. What's the case where when an Eidachon, one witness testifies that she collected Ksuba, she has to swear against him. So it's a little more detail is as follows. Again, the Ksuba is a thousand zuz. And the husband says, I already paid you. She goes, I didn't pay you. So the Eidachon made the Shepruah. So he brings an Eidachon who testifies the single witness he was paid. So again, now you have a claim it was paid as well as a single witness so at that point, she has to swear that she didn't receive the ksuba, then he must pay her up. That was a case where you have sold properties that she can collect from, but she must swear. And the husband sells his property to others. So she's collecting from the buyers. There's a lien on the property. She must take a shvua, because here, it's not fair to the buyers. They have no idea what the original story was, so they need to have certainty here, so the court makes her claim, makes her swear uh, to her claim. Okay. That's a similar case. When the husband dies and leaves property to his orphans, those are his heirs, she's collecting from the ksuba from those orphans, because again, they don't know what's going on here. They're not in a position to contest it. So because they're not in a position to contest it, so the best way to ascertain the validity of this is to make her swear. Lastly, Let's say he divorces her, goes off to seas. So now she has to go collect the ksuba from his property while he's uh, you know, somewhere off overseas. She must swear that it's her property. Adkan. Okay. Now, oh, sorry. I just, it's just more of the Mishnah. Rabbi Shimon Omar. Whenever she claims her ksuba after her husband's death, the uh, the uh, the uh, heirs can make her swear. If, they, if she's not claiming ksuba, the heirs cannot make her swear. So what's this talking about? This is actually going back a few Mishnahs ago that if a husband says to his wife, I'm never going to make you swear. So in the event that these, one of these five cases arises, uh, if it's the children, Yisomim, who are claiming, you know, that she owes them, she, 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 that, that, that she was paid up already, she has to now swear against it. That when, in fact, the husband says, I'm not going to make you swear, so that commitment doesn't go to the heirs, as we said in the previous Mishnah. That being said, if the, the heirs are concerned she may have stolen stuff from her husband's property, so that, that, at that point, we, they can't make her swear on that. That then falls under the original stipulation where Lazarus says, I'm not going to make you swear on anything. Okay. Mishnah test. It's a rather long Mishnah. Uh, and let's, let's begin it. So a woman shows up in court with a get, and but there's no ksuba with it. So she can collect the ksuba. So what's the background? The background is there were times where they didn't have a ksuba document. Um, and therefore, how can a woman collect her ksuba in such a place? So she comes to with court and she has the get with her and there's no ksuba with it. She can collect the ksuba even if the husband says I already paid you because there's no proof that he, um, although she doesn't have proof that he owes her anything, they, so he, she's entitled to the get because she's holding the get. She's holding to the ksuba because the get's in her hand. I guess her. I just, that was a little model. Again, she shows up in court with the get. The husband said I paid you. She said, said I wasn't paid. She collected the ksuba because the real reason is that 
What we do is once the get is given, we immediately rip it up and give her give her a document that says we're not ripping this get up because it's not a valid get, but rather because holding a get basically is a document that entitles her to collect the ksuba. So we rip it up to say, well, there's nothing really. We also rip it up because we don't want people to find issues with it later on, but that's why we help rip it up. Also, when he pays the ksuba, we give him a receipt that said he paid the ksuba. Just important, this way we cover all our bases. In this case, she's holding a get. Now, look, she doesn't have a ksuba. That's enough that they say she's entitled to her ksuba because of this document the get she's holding in her hand. Ksuba in your get. What if she has a ksuba? She doesn't have a get with it. He omers, she says, look, I lost my get. He says, no, I lost my receipt. Similarly, if you have a lender who produces a loan document to collect his money, and we're talking about a case where it's after Shemitah, but he doesn't have a proof with him which states that the, the loan will remain intact after uh, or going beyond the Shemitah year. How and why a proof operates, quick plug here. Rabbi Daniel Feldman just put out a book. The book is called Letters and Spirit, and it's all about different cases in Jewish law where we... Um, we have what's basically you know, evasion, avoidance, and workarounds in the halakhic system. Included in that is all about the prosbol. So um, I highly recommend this book. I haven't got my hands on it yet. I'll get it hopefully Sunday at this farm sale. But I, I love Rabbi Feldman so much of what he teaches animates my work and my learning and my Torah. So quick plug for him. Either way, that was a back, basically the background again is that the, a, a man comes and says, look, this guy owes me money. Here's a document. They say, yeah, but that was eight years ago. So during Shemitah, the loan was annulled, and you say, or avoided, and you say, no, but I had a prisbo, but I lost the prisbo. How are you able to In these cases, they uh, they don't get paid. Again, either with, if the woman says, look, I um, I uh, I get was lost, but really he owes me money, or in the event that the guy says, look, he owes me money, and I lost the prisbo, so now you have, no, you have no proof. You have no proof, and therefore we have to suspect that she did collect the super ready, which is why she's the one had to get, or the fact, or if they suspect that he never was a prisbo. Rashim and Gamaliel comes along and says as follows. There was a certain time where there was a danger, and the, the idolaters, the Akim, made decrees that anyone doing mitzvahs would be punished. So people immediately would destroy their gittin so, and their ksubas. A woman can collect a ksuba without a get, and a lender can collect a loan without a prisbol, again, because they would destroy, it seemingly, any of these religious documents, because they, uh, lest they be caught and penalized. The woman produces two gittin, two different ksubas. So again, she has this, she basically what she says is, look, I married this man, I divorced him, married him, I divorced him again. And he seemingly wrote a new ksuba for each time. Or, gove shtei ksubas, she can collect both ksubas from him because, again, she has all the right documents in order. She went, went to the DMV, had her six points of identification, and right away she gets stamped. Look, you have a get, you have a ksuba, a get, a ksuba, must be your owed two ksubas. She can go. She can go collect her ksuba, uh, She collect her ksubas. What if ksubas get She has two ksubas and one get, which implies that she was married twice, um, but there's only one get. Okay, sorry. Ksubas, um, and, and one. Uh, yeah, ksubas get which shows he married her once, wrote her two ksubas during the marriage. What it is? Why would he one get two ksubas? Must be he must have written her two ksubas. Oh. Uh, or she has a ksuba and two getin, which shows he married her twice, but she used the same ksuba each time. Or she produces a ksuba, a get, and her husband's uh, certificate of death, again, which shows again that now he married her twice, right? And she died after the second marriage, but there's only one ksuba. She only collect in these three cases one ksuba. Again, either because he, uh, he, he wrote her two ksuba, which is going to happen if she thought she lost a ksuba, and turns out she found one. So she has two ksubas and one get. So again, only collects once. She has one ksuba and two gitin, which shows that he married her twice, but only wrote her one ksuba, meaning he relied on the second marriage in the first ksuba. Or, o ksuba, a get, 
Umisa, which again shows he may have married her twice, but he only used one ksuba, then all these cases, he, she only can collect one ksuba. Because anyone who divorces his wife and remarries her, he remarries her on um, basically with the condition that the first suba is going to be the effective one, that we're not voiding the, the first suba anymore. We're, we're going to use it now. So then that works. That works. Um, if a boy is married off by his father, so once he becomes an adult and now the marriage is fully uh, comes into effect, the, the original ksuba stays in effect. Because this was the condition that he uh, that he that he stayed who stayed with her because his father had paid the ksuba. Similarly, Gershis guy of Ishtima, a person converted to Judaism with his wife, and they had a ksuba written before they were converted. Ksuba's kayamas, the ksuba stays in force, because the only reason he, he stays married to her is because he said, Look, I had the ksuba ready. I'm not gonna obligate myself in a new ksuba. I wish you all a wonderful day.